Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons. I am the Chief Executive Officer at Qualitance, and we are well on our way into a series dedicated to design thinking. And in this episode, we're going to dig into where we can find inspiration. And look, as creative and wonderful as we all naturally are, sometimes we get a little stuck. And uh, what's so great about design thinking is that there's lots of really uh, practical ways that we can generate some new insights, new ideas and inspiration, um, and they can lead us to uncovering some really powerful product insights, but more so than that, that might lead to a new product, a new service. Maybe, maybe it's just a feature, but hey, adding a new feature to an existing product could lead to some great things. And hey, who knows, maybe these inspiration techniques might lead us to a whole new company. So we're uh, into the fourth of our 14-part series on design thinking. So make sure that if you're interested in anything we discussed today, jump over to bottomup.io where you can pick up a free masterclass on design thinking. You can download the slides. We go a lot deeper into some of these topics But the aim today is really bite-sized inspiration uh, for you to get ideas that could really change products, services, and businesses, but more than anything, can change the world of your customers and of your users. Okay. So I mentioned that I'd have eight tips for you, eight tips on how to get inspiration that would be very in line with a design thinking methodology. So let's get straight into them. Number one, you're a little stuck. You've got an existing business and you're like, hmm, not sure what we should do next. Well, here is my go-to. Do a quick survey of your existing customers. Now, um, there's very little barriers to entry trying to do this. Very few blockers. You could um, do it on your Facebook page. Um, you could uh, post something onto your website, or maybe you have a newsletter where you can invite people to answer your survey. Now, in this podcast series, we're going to do a lot um, around how to do research, and, and in particular, the quantitative part, which is what surveys are all connected to. So I don't want to get too much into how to do a survey, but let me tell you some of my experiences. Um, number one, If you have one or two open questions to your existing customers, you can really, you can really get some interesting inspiration. You can get some interesting feedback that you might not have expected. And secondly, one of the things that I find is really powerful about surveying your existing customers is that you can discover that the picture you have of who your customer is. Um, might be a little different to reality. And this can create a really interesting opportunity for you to provide new services based on this insight. So look, number one, if you're a bit stuck on inspiration for creating a new product, service or business, reach out, survey your customers, make it 10, 12 questions max, but get out there and uh, talk to them. And challenge yourself not to assume too much about them and see what answers you get back. Okay, so that's number one, 
for a little bit of inspiration, send out a survey to your existing customers. Now, if you want to take things next level, and I know for some of you, you may have done uh, at-home interviews uh, with customers um, or in-office interviews, this is a lot more effort than a survey, but I think there's a lot more uh, opportunity as well. Uh, I think that the, the most powerful thing you can do is to go and see your customer, uh, whether they're in a business or at a home, to see them in context and whether it's the home or the office or maybe they're at college or school, to see them trying to get jobs done in their native environment, so to speak. It's, it's a really powerful uh, uh, technique. So you do a home visit, you have a discussion guide, but it also gives you the opportunity to understand the context, in particular, the greater context. So the world is bigger than just your product and service and seeing customers at home or in the office can be really powerful. These first two are slam dunk, straight on target design thinking approaches. And later on, we'll talk about how to filter ideas out of those. Um, so that's the first two. Third one is a, a really, really uh, curious minded person will go out and will read an industry report or a customer trends report. You might get that from your industry body that you're in, or you might go to something like eMarketer or any of the trend watching uh, services out there. If you just put trend watching into Google, you'll get a ton. Now, that's perhaps not the most uh, powerful advice I can give here. I would encourage you, if you read one of these uh, reports or websites, is ask yourself this simple question, is this trend an opportunity or a threat? Now, this trend may be directly related to your business, or maybe it's indirect. Maybe you're in the fashion business and you see something happening in the sports business. Maybe you could ask yourself, well, what's the opportunity in the sports business that I can leverage into fashion? That's a really good exercise to do. So opportunity versus threat, key question to ask yourself when looking at a trend. And it can be outside of your given practice area or industry. Um, look, another uh, one, number four, uh, a bit of inspiration can be conducting a review of your competition. And uh, for this one, I would focus on pricing and value creation. So you could do an analysis of pricing in your industry between yourself and others and um, ask yourself who's creating the most value. Really interesting exercise, might lead to a few debates in the boardroom, but it's a very, very good exercise for inspiration because maybe you see that your competition have actually found new, different or better value uh, than how you think about it. And that might lead to some inspiration. So that's the first four. We're halfway through. So just a quick recap, survey your existing customers, number one. Number two, do an at-home, in-depth home inter interview. Super powerful. Number three, ask yourself, where's the opportunity or threat in a, a new trend or industry report? And then do a pricing and value comparison amongst yourself and your competition. I mean, that could keep you very busy. I would already bet that you will find some, some wonderful insight in those first four. But let's keep going because I've got another four for you and I hope they are as equally powerful for you. 
Another place to get inspiration is your customer themselves. So you can invite users to co-create with you. And there's no better example of that than Lego. Lego has been inviting customers to create designs with their Lego pieces for years. And this was really central to the turnaround of their business because people got involved, re-engaged with Lego. Maybe a little bit of Star Wars sponsorship helped as well, but this co-creation piece has been huge in the renaissance of Lego. Okay, so co-creation with your customers, that's number five. Number six, uh, this one is it's roll up the sleeves and getting into some icky stuff. Review customer feedback and complaints. Now, particularly if you're at a larger organization, there'll be a log of all of the customer feedback or even complaints. It's natural, can't, can't please everybody. What would be really interesting to do with your customer feedback is to cluster it in themes. So let's see uh, what uh, some compare, contrast and trend analysis looks like. And maybe we see there's an unmet need for customers and voila, new service, new feature in your offering. Okay, number seven. Now, we're going to get a little quant uh, right here. We're going to dive into the data. So get your Excel spreadsheets ready. I like this one. This one's really fun. Run smart, really smart reports on your data, on the data that's generated by your customers, particularly around their behaviors or their feedback. But this time, what I want you to do is try and identify not just their overall satisfaction, but see if you can calculate their lifetime value. And in particular, a really good one to run is a churn analysis. So churn is the sort of common term for when customers depart. And uh, it's connected to a larger theory of the leaky bucket, which I talk about in uh, other masterclasses uh, at bottomup.io. So you can, uh, the, the leaky bucket's one of my favorites. But back to churn. Churn if you can analyze your churn, you might see that uh, there is a likelihood after time. So let's say customers are two times more likely to leave your service or uh, product after three years. That would be a really powerful insight to have around your churn rates and how your customers are behaving. And there's a lot of work you can do here, but look, if you can stem the churn, if you can reduce that, um, that's the most efficient way to grow the business because, of course, winning a new customer is one of the greatest expenses that a, a company has. Okay, so that's number seven. Number eight, this one, I've got to say this one's probably the most fun of all of the suggestions I've given you so far around getting uh, inspiration for new ideas. I love this one. Go and do some mystery shopping. And the thing about mystery shopping is that you can kind of think about it in two parts. I mean, the straightforward one is go and shop with your competitors. See how they handle the customer experience, how they onboard you, how they delight you, how maybe they don't delight you. But be objective and, and have a look at what they're doing. And maybe inside of that, you can get some great inspiration. 
But here's another one you can do. And I think this one is really going to spark some creativity. Go outside of your category and do some mystery shopping in um, a category. Oh, let's go back to my sports and fashion uh, analogy. Maybe uh, things that are happening in gyms, sports club and sportswear, maybe they're analogous to things happening in fashion or even high-end fashion. Go be a mystery shopper in a indirect industry category and see what you can find. Maybe you can cross-pollinate and bring into your category a best practice from another one and really separate yourself from the competition. So there you have it, eight ideas, eight recommendations for creating a little bit of inspiration if you're a bit stuck on what to build, create, design next So whether you're a designer, builder, or entrepreneur, engineer, you name it, I hope one of these will get you going in the right direction. And make sure you head off to bottomup.io where you can get the masterclass and stay tuned to the podcast because in the next podcast, we'll be really getting into how to do research and following that in the episode after that, we're going to look at how we can really create a snapshot and a profile of our customer using design thinking. All right, that's a wrap uh, for now. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Up Skills podcast.